1: from the first time i saw that trailer i knew that we were going to be treated to something really really special and i'm glad that it lived up to every second of deranged nonsense you'll never see anything else like it
2: i mean it's demonic isn't it it's insane
1: cgi artists said that they had six months to work on the trailer and four months to finish the film
3: (laughs) And one of the designers working on the film said there was a cut, a fabled cut, where they, uh, they had CGI bumholes on the cats. Don't know how true that is, but I'd like to think that it is in a vault at Universal somewhere, never to be released. Whatever his next film is, though, it will get to say, from the director of cats. Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to Flix Watcher Podcast. I'm Kobe. Today I'm joined by Helen. Meow. Oh, good lord. Josh
2: at FlixWatcher. Hello film fans. Welcome to Flix Watcher podcast. Joining us remotely today we have Sam and Josh. If you could please say hello to our listeners and tell them a little bit more about who you are and what you do, please.
3: Hi, I'm Sam Clement, uh, host of the 90 Minutes or Less Film Fest podcast, uh, a podcast that celebrates films under 90 minutes long. And occasionally I'm let out of the under 90 minute film cage to uh, to talk about over 90 minute long films, which we'll be doing today. And I'm very pleased to be doing so.
0: Also, Sam, the holiday season podcast. You might want to say a little bit about that as
3: well. Uh, I also host a podcast all about Nancy Myers's Christmas film, beloved Christmas film, The Holiday. Uh, and uh, and yeah, we just released a couple of episodes a year. It's a very slow rollout. We're on episode three years in, on episode seven. Uh, but it's a very detailed <laughs> look. We are going through the holiday with a fine tooth comb. And, uh, and recently, our investigations paid off uh, when Jude Law, joined the show, uh, and, and gave us a, a very like candid chat about working on the film. Uh, and Nancy Myers, the film's writer and director, also joined us, um, but didn't join us on mic. She would only send answers via email. So uh, <laughs> that was that was amusing in an audio format. <laughs> but um, but brilliant, you yeah. know, is exactly what I wanted from Nancy, and, and she was very generous to, to do that.
0: <laughs> it's, it's one of those things where I think it's actually going to take you more time to write the answer than to speak it. So you kind of think just give me 20 minutes, answer the <laughs> thing, and then you don't think about it. But that's what she wanted to I, do. It's taken um, us three
3: years to kind of get hold of Nancy, so we were a bit like, um, don't want to ruin this opportunity. And, and it was really nice she replied to us, but when she did say that, I was like, just record a voice memo, mate. Just read my questions, <laughs> record a voice memo. You can text it over or pop that voice memo in the pod. But, uh, but I mean, she is an <laughs> award-winning and very famous writer, so you know, I've got a original piece of Nancy Meyer's writing in my inbox, uh, which is absolutely. a thrill. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I should
0: say, sam has been on a few times to flicks watch and the first time he came on was to bring on the
1: holiday uh, which is my first viewing of it so
2: very on brand
0: uh who are you
1: josh hello uh i'm josh i'm the co-host of the truly happily madison podcast podcast (laughs) dedicated to going through adam sandler's production company's filmography happy madison all the films that he's ever produced uh, for better or worse we finished our initial run uh, myself and my co-host jack gregson however there's another film coming out at the end of the month i think so we should be back for that um i mean it will become was clear. it a good one
2: of those things that seemed like a good idea at the time it then... seemed
1: yeah it seemed like a great idea when the first lockdown happened And you go, oh, well, what else are we going to do with an evening a week? And then you realise there's 50 films. Is there that that many? Well, it was like 47, 48 or something. It took us an entire year to go through them with a couple of special episodes. And it was gruelling by the end. (laughs) But yeah,
0: no, great experience. Rather you than me, I've seen seen a a handful of Adam Sandler, Happy Madison films and his best films tend not to be in the happy Madison banner they tend to be done mm. by other people and he's mm. a part of them um so would
1: agree would agree although um, a lot of love for the week of on our podcast and in my brain so <laughs> strong recommend there is a podcast called the worst
0: idea of all time uh which I is love them. yeah i love them so much well, is it is it sex and city 2 they were going through um i, I, I have to yeah. stop because i just i just couldn't deal with it anymore but,
1: but it was <laughs> they did, uh, insanity they did Sex and City 2 they did another top Happy Madison production Grown Ups 2 which oh, really? <laughs> we, like we on the pod absolutely love and have a high <laughs> high appreciation for it and I think around the time that this came out they did a little mini series on today's film where they th- went and saw it in the cinema every day for a week <laughs> so, <laughs> So, yeah, yeah it's um, it's a it's a proud tradition that we join, I feel, yeah. today well, and in Bad Idea Podcast.
0: Well, we're here talking about other potentially bad ideas. We're talking about cats, <laughs> uh, which is your choice, Josh. Yeah. So can you, <laughs> can you tell us, first of all, why you chose cats? And then I'll bring a, a countdown timer up and you've got 60 seconds to explain the synopsis. It might take a second, it might take years, uh, ideally, <laughs> but tell us why you chose it. First of
1: all, um, I mean, I I like to think that I that it chose me, but <laughs> I mean, Petros, that's true. <laughs> host of the uh, Caged in Coppola Connections podcast, who nominated me when I saw. Well, that you two were talking about maybe doing an episode on cats, as it was new on service, and yeah, I mean, this is one of my favorite films of all time. It uh, that might not be true. We'll see. Uh, This was my fifth viewing of it and it never gets old, again a lie, we'll get into it later, but it's just, it's phenomenal. From the first second, from the first time I saw that trailer, I knew Mm. that we were going to be treated to something really, really special. And I'm glad that it lived up to every second of deranged nonsense. Yeah, Okay. it's just, you'll never see anything else like it. And synopsis timer starts now. A young cat, Victoria, is dropped in the middle of London and instantly gets inducted into a cult of Jellicle cats, who just so happen to be competing to be reborn into another Jellicle life by their Jellicle leader, Old Deuteronomy. To earn their death, each nominated cat must sing a song explaining their name and what kind of cat they are. However, Nasty Cat McCavity, the Napoleon of Crime himself, decides to kidnap all the potential Jellicle choices in an attempt to guarantee his passage to the Heaviside Lair. Welcome to Tom Hooper's Andrew Lloyd Webber's Cats. I mean, fair play. Now <laughs> I actually understand what's going on yeah. in the film. Um <laughs> okay. there's also no plot. That's the simple that's the simple solution. But you know
0: I mean there uh, I mean Sam, you are you're I know you and Simon Renshaw are also former former guest on uh on on this podcast. You guys seem to like it, but I don't know if you're poking poking fun <laughs> of it or you actually like it. So let us let us actually know what, where do you fall
3: <laughs> i i think um yeah the sort of you know you so bad it's good or you love it to hate it that sort of stuff i feel like that's just part of film culture and and I, there's no no shame some of my favorite movies are films that i sort of sort of hate watch along or, or sort of see the funny side too i think with cats genuinely curious because that trailer that launched maybe a year before the film came out Um, Mm. was so intriguing and like when they announced they were doing this film everybody was like, well how are they gonna make the cats? (laughs) (laughs) Will it be people in leotards like it is on stage? And I don't know if you remember there was uh, uh, alongside the trailer and maybe even before the trailer because they really didn't want us to see the cats they released a feature where Tom Hooper (laughs) talked about digital fur technology and ever since that Mm. sound bite I was so intrigued to see the film, so I don't know. I feel like this film is like the, the end of a, a very like intriguing sort of journey in terms of like film news. And uh, I was lucky enough to go to the first and only press screening of this film, <laughs> uh, which was oh, wow. a wild night. It was oh. the original cut before I'm sure we'll get into the the later version oh. of the movie. And uh, and yeah, it was everything I, I wanted. And then I watched it three times at the cinema that Christmas because um, I kept wanting to take people to it. Like, you won't believe it, guys. They've done Cats. It's a movie. <laughs> we can go. Um yeah and when lockdown happened and we were all feeling a bit glum i put cats on a couple of times i think this was my six or seventh watch maybe uh for the pod Uh um, I've, oh, wow, I've watched this film it. way too many times <laughs> also i don't I mean, think I it's just very think... good but i love watching it
0: <laughs> i mean i think there's just other films when, it, when you're saying six or seven times for a film that categorically isn't good i mean having said i've watched the room <laughs> four times maybe mm. and that's that's ostensibly a poor film but uh, a couple of times I saw it was at the Prince Charles Cinema, in which case that is a that is an event. That is an event that happens and you should if you if you like the room and enjoy it for its nonsense, then watch it with other people at the Prince Charles Cinema and you will be you'll be the best night of your life. So the version that you saw uh, is probably the bumhole.
3: Edits. Apparently, <laughs> um, the bumholes never got released. So there was this. Uh, oh, really? Because, you know, oh. like, the. I, I mean, if you're listening to this and you haven't seen cats, please, it's on Netflix. Pause the podcast and go and watch cats. But um they're quite like, <laughs> they're, it's a weird design. They're humanoid cats. They sort of look like cats, but they kind of have the anatomical structure of people. They don't really have, they're not like mm. cat proportions. And Anyone who owns or, or sees a cat knows that it loves to show you its butthole. That's a favourite thing cats like to do. And, um, you know, the camera's everywhere in this movie. It's roving around. So there was sort of a lot of comments like, it's kind of weird. The cats don't have buttholes. And one of the designers working on the film said there was a cut, a fabled cut, where they uh, they had CGI <laughs> oh, right. bumholes on the cats. Don't know how true that is, <laughs> but I'd like to think that it is in a vault at Universal somewhere, never to be released.
1: Rated <laughs> <Wait>, 18.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Because they're basically naked for the film, but some do wear clothes. Very odd. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Well, they say some wear clothes. Some some have shoes on. Yes. Mm.
2: They have shoes on, sometimes high heels, sometimes converse, sometimes bits that maybe weren't finished. And they all have human hands. And sometimes they wear fur that they can unzip. Well, that's That's,
0: that's what what I mean. That's the bit that confuses me is the clothes... Are they? Is it skin clothes or is it? Because like Macavity has a Macavity's got a fur fur coat. Fine. and Mr. Um, Mistopheles has a hat and he's got his waistcoat. Mm. But then
2: are the fur Jenny, coats Jenny made Annie of cats? Bots, though
0: Jenny Anydots has what she looks like is her normal skin, and then she peels it off to have like a weird waistcoat underneath. And you're like, which which is your which is oh, your man. real skin? <laughs> <laughs> Helen, you're you're a big you're a big fan of cats. You go I by the cats, yeah. by the name of. Uh, Helen, cat film fan. How many times have you seen Cats uh, in this guise, and uh, were you happy about it?
2: I've only seen it once. I don't know. I don't know whether the opportunity arose for me to go and see it at the cinema. I think maybe.
0: So you did see it in the cinema.
2: I didn't know. Oh, I, so this I, is only
0: you only seen. It I've once only seen it once. For, it once for this. Yeah, for this okay. special
2: moment when when it came on Netflix and you answered the call, Josh, to, <laughs> to bring it. I knew it would be a special moment that it was waiting for me. I mean, it's demonic, isn't it? It's insane. You think you go into it thinking, I've seen the trailer. It can't be that bad. It can't be that weird, (laughs) but no. And there's also, there's weird bits because it's a sung through musical, so there's no kind of explanation about anything at all. So it is just, you're straight in with the singing cats. And it kind of feels a little bit like they ran out of time to finish a lot of it because the first couple of songs are quite jazzy and there's stuff going on and there's backgrounds and then towards the end it's like they meant to put things in so it starts Mm. off really surreal and then it kind of gets a little bit weirder in that you're like surely there shouldn't be stuff happening now it's very strange and some of the cats have breasts which is a new one for me but no nipples no nipples
0: well that was it i i this is a U, this is a U-rated, universal rated film. It's quite surprised me because it is a bit horrifying and terrifying. And, but you know, some of the Disney films are that kind of way as well. So I can kind of get that. So if they had nipples and, and buttholes, I'm sure that would eke into a PG. Yeah. So maybe they just do that for expanding the potential audience ultimately. But the thing I'm trying to kind of separate out is what was done for Cats as in the film and what kind of happens in the musical as well, because mm-hmm. if, if stuff happens in a musical, why they kind of and they dissipate away and that's following the following kind of story in the musical, then fine, that makes sense in why they're try, trying to bring into it. My main question with this, cause I mean, it looks, it looks odd and you know, that's, that's a given from the, from the first time you see the trailer through to the end. Everything's odd. The movements look odd, which is the thing that pus, puts me off the most is that. I know people who can dance really well. I know someone who's in the chorus in this and he's a he's a dance and a capoeira teacher and he moves really well. But as they're doing the dance moves because they've got the CGI imposed on it, it looks really jerky and horrible. And that's mm. the thing that this that's that's the thing that puts me off more than the have weird twitchy ears and the face that gets kind of and the face that moves around that that's really weird as well. But they made they made the movements worse than humans can do by making it this way. And I, I almost think that it's just as Sam said, just should put them in the cat suits because that just makes more sense. Or
2: it was apparently know. going to be an animation until Tom Hooper got involved, which would have made more sense. But would it
0: though? That's what I'm saying. I think the main problem Well, at problem least with it would this, have
2: been animated cats with yeah. voices rather than.
0: Mm. Float, yeah, floating, floating faces on, on weird frames. But I think for me, the most problem with this is that the, the musical, from most people's point of view, is nonsense. Yeah. and they've and they've made a film about a nonsense musical have any has anyone seen a musical live on stage or no, no.
3: i uh, <laughs> there is um there is like a cast recording um mm. which i have on blu-ray which i bought off the back of watching cats um that's the closest i've got it was like Maybe recorded in the nineties, um, right? I don't think the show's changed much in the sort of decade preceding that, though. Um, yeah, I mean it's exactly the same, apart from you know the leotards and the makeup are more believable than CGI cats, uh, really. <laughs> oh, and there's no skin suit with um, Rebel Wilson's cat and uh, dancing cockroaches and all of that business in her kitchen. <laughs>
2: Well, there's a couple of new songs, didn't? Because Andrew Lloyd Webber wrote new songs for this, but I oh, don't know he? which ones were he the new ones. He wrote one new song, you're Ghost. right.
3: Yeah, which
1: "Beautiful Ghost" was the like Oscar Beatty. We're going to go for original song, and it just didn't. What's happen. beautiful? Which is only played in the credits, Ghost? isn't it? Victoria. No, oh, Victor. there's one scene after Grizzabella teases Memory as oh, she yes. like, is wont to do at least four <laughs> or five times throughout this film. There's a little bit where Victoria's just outside and having a little sing and sings the song that apparently Taylor Swift and Andrew Lloyd Webber wrote in an afternoon, and it Fine. shows. It shows. <laughs> it's like it's good. It's a banger, but also, it's just not up there with some of the best in this film. Sadly, and you can see why it got overlooked by the Oscars.
0: What was your What was your favourite song then in this in the film? Then Josh
1: oh i was good yeah that was gonna be one of my talking points like who is everyone's jellical choice but i think it. it just <laughs> i what, think first of all what yeah.
0: is a jellicle it, it annoyed me i don't know it's uh oh,
1: wait let me see i've got something it's uh jellicle
3: so, so
2: while you're looking up they, does anyone want to guess or does anyone know how many times the word jellicle is mentioned
3: oh, my oh that's a good question <laughs> It must be upwards of 50. 100.
2: So you're going 50. I'm
3: going to go 50. 100, is that your 50. final answer? No, I, I feel like I should stick my first choice, even though I feel like I've undersold it. But I'm sti- I'm going to go 50.
1: Josh? I'm going to go 69, just because. <laughs>
2: yeah. Kobe? I said
1: 328.
2: None of you are right. It was 128, apparently. Wow. So you ah. should have gone with 100. Ah. <laughs>
1: 128. Um, I've... Googled what a gelical cat is. I've come up with nothing. I tried. Yeah, I feel can, like
3: it's like just another nonsense word. Like the film is full of nonsense, <laughs> and uh, that's just part mm. of it. Um, like I don't know. Is it a just a, a nice cat or is it like it's it's just nonsense? <laughs> uh, you don't. I mean, I, I think, think the joy of the film is you know, It's left logic behind <laughs> at the front door. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. if I'm trying to if I'm trying to find logic in things and the and the thing I'm stuck on most is what is a gelical cat specifically. Mm. But I I then also it's like old Deuteronomy says to Victoria at the end, you truly are a gelical cat. And she's like made up with that. So it's like, <laughs> I think it's that no, thing it's if you changed. say it with conviction people
3: will believe you, you know. If it's <laughs> Judy Dench, you'll listen, even if she's just saying gobbledygook. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I see
1: I've I've just had an epiphany of what a gelical cat is. And only because I watched Matrix Resurrections the other week. I think <laughs> jellical cats are like normal cats that you see in the world. Mm. They're like, they're in the Matrix, you know? <laughs> but once they realise that they are in fact a cat and they recognise themselves for what kind of cat they are, like, oh, they're a magical cat. They're a mischievous cat. Then they gain uh... like a sort of sentience and break okay. outside of the Matrix and are and awoken why, and they become a gelical cat. And that's why potentially they want to
0: jump on the hot air balloon and and go to an early mm. weird death. Yes, right. Yes, I'm quite happy with that. They they can see the code.
1: They can see the codes. They can see the jelical code. Code. <laughs> I can understand. Yeah. They they have. Josh, um, I'm happy with Insight. That. I am very very happy with that as a as
0: cool. a, cool. some kind of semblance of nonsense that yeah, brings who in. It.
2: <laughs> so I'm dying okay. to know who who is your gelical cat. Who is the best, um, the best cat for you?
1: I mean, it's Skimbleshanks. <laughs> which
3: one's that? The railway cat, Skimbleshanks. Oh, Skimble now he's Shanks. the cat who is wearing he, red he, trousers he, and you know, braces, braces and been, a nice hat. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and he has a moustache that disappears in one shot, which is <laughs> always my favourite shot. I just think, like, I completely agree with what you were saying earlier, Kobe, about the the dancing, because <laughs> in that scene, in the orgy scene like where they all do the ballet. Mm. I'm just watching them being like, these are some incredible moves, but they just don't have any weight like weight or heft to them. And they don't Mm. feel like, they just don't feel natural. And there's all these amazing dancers on stage. I mean, on the screen who are just, they're going to waste basically. But Skimble, (laughs) I I don't know if it's the trousers. They just give, like they give him that, that sense that he is a solid mass. And then he has that little tap dancing bit. Um, I remember when I saw that in the cinema, like, it just goes through. I had a similar visceral reaction when I watched Dune and it goes to the Sardaukar land. (laughs) I hope hope that's not a spoiler, but there's a bit of throat singing there. Mm. And I remember that, like, punched through my soul. And so did when Skimple does this little, like, does some tap dancing that is kind of like a train. I thought (laughs) that's very clever of Andrew Lloyd Webber there to make (laughs) something sound like something else. They probably just thought...
0: We can't CGI this. You do your tap dancing stuff and we will mm. we'll film you from the from the waist down with the and that's why he's got the trousers.
1: Yeah, exactly. I like it. I, yeah. It, that makes total sense. And I also like that all the other cats are kind of like, you know, they're a lazy cat, mm. they're a skittish cat, they're a naughty cat, but this is just a cat that hangs out on a train. <laughs> like it's got nothing. There's no but it still happens to make one of the best songs in this show, I think.
2: Is is it a giant train or a really small cat, though?
1: Impossible to say. <laughs> Science isn't.
2: <laughs> the, right,
1: yeah, cool. like the the mice, the mice in that mm. scene and in all scenes. They're the not mice, the right
2: size, are they? They're not the right the size. Like, they're, they're like a
1: human. It's like
0: oh, anyway, mice versus cockroach sizes.
3: Well, yeah. it is wild like they uh, they yeah there's no there's no continuity there it feels like and it probably was made by no. very different teams all across the world at different VFX houses and they all had their own rulers
1: I, I mean yeah I was looking at some stuff earlier that was about like CGI artists said this is yeah IMTP trivia CGI artists said that they had six months to work on the trailer and four months to finish the film <laughs> Which just, really sorry for them. <laughs> Incredible, yeah. I feel so, so sorry for them.
0: I mean, I try. The thing is, if, if the film was if the film was hitting the mark, you wouldn't really care, and that's why mm. it, it just shows you that. And the bit with the scale for me, I was like, I, I can't be asked to look in. I can't be bothered because there was a trailer breakdown of why why it was nonsense, and the scale was one of the big things. But when James Corden, cat, I can't remember what his name was,
3: Bluster for Jones, um,
1: Bluster for Bluster Jones, yeah. yeah, it's not. When he bones. was
0: eating. When he was eating foods of different sizes, that made no sense mm. to him. That's when it kind of was like, just in this one song, you can make the things the right size. If he's going to have a chicken, if he's going to have a chicken drumstick, make it the right size. It mm. can't be the same size as a size of steak. That makes no sense. Yeah, it's nope. that kind of nonsense. <laughs> uh, anyway, I, I'm I'm going too far down. Sam and Helen, your your jellical choices or favourite songs.
3: <laughs> uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in. I. Uh... I mean, I, I do think Josh has absolutely pulled a blinder there. Skimbleshanks, the <laughs> Railway Cat song, is the best song in the film. That is an absolute fact. It is. Um, and, and I mean, the cat, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if he's my favourite cat, but he's got a banger of a song. And on all of the questions about how big those railway uh, sleepers are that he's dancing on and how small he is, come into my brain every single time, yeah. <laughs> I think close second for me, is oh, I mean I I just think it's Dench, isn't it? It's old Deuteronomy. Uh, she is the oh. the matriarch cat. She is the 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 longest serving cat in Catland, and uh, and and also she's wearing talking about clothes. She's wearing kind of a fur coat, which is part of her body, mm. <laughs> and yes. her wedding ring. Let's so not forget that wedding
2: ring. Yeah. So yeah. Oh, which yeah. cat <laughs> is she married to? <laughs> uh,
3: it's um, I mean I love Dench, oh. and I love that oh, she much. carries on. You know, like. 85 years old, she's going to be in Cats. Sure, why not?
0: <laughs> it's her, her, her and Sir Ian McKellen, who have no need to be in this film whatsoever. Um, and they're both like, yeah, fuck it. Fuck it. And they're not in it. I thought they were just going to be, each cat's going to be in for like two minutes and, and sods off, but Dench and these, everyone who's in it's in quite a long time, actually. Mm. They won't let them Apart leave. Apart from maybe teaser and the, the twin ones, Rumple and um, I can't
1: remember, Mungo, the Jerry. Mungo Jerry. Yeah, Mungo Jerry. Well, yeah, it's like I kept thinking that Jason Derulo was only on set for like one day, but if you look mm. in the background of like every shot, he's there. He's, he's there, there <laughs> contributing smiling. something.
0: But maybe it was just one day and they just got him from all the different angles and they just superimposed it. Oh, them they couldn't. Yeah. Uh, Helen, what's your Jell song or Jell Cool Cat or favorite song or whatever you want to call it?
2: I mean, there's just a lot to choose from, isn't there? <laughs> I just also want to say, so my cat is most like Judy Dench. I think if my cat was in this film, she would be Judy Dench's his character. And, old old yeah, Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy. So I think my favourite cat and my favourite performance are probably the same. So I think McCavity, because... Mm. I, Idris is just brilliant in it. Like, every... I mean, one of the weird things is the way that everyone is playing this so straight and... It's, it's just like, it's another level of acting, I think. But Idris, for me, really becomes a cat in a way that some of the others kind of don't very much. Like Rebel Wilson is just like, she just isn't bothered about becoming the cat. Whereas Idris, everything about him, he, he's, he's, he's become cat. He's cat. Uh, he's cat. And then... It's the only song that I know, memory, like the performance Ooh. of memory is very good for a song that is very average. It was quite moving. Um and That's
0: the that's the typical showstopper song that everyone talks yeah. about. Cats, but again, that's the song that the one from Elaine um,
2: Page sings it, doesn't she?
0: Yeah, Elaine Page sings it. Um woman from Pussycat Dolls, <laughs> she was Grisabella. Um Beverly Knight, she was she played Grisabella so she could sing memory and I think if you've if you got, I don't know, it's, I don't think it's that big a song. I've preferred, I I agree with Helen, that song that McCavity sings before he tries to blackmail old Deuteronomy into making him the gelical Choice, um, along with the other cat. I thought that was the best, I thought that was the best set piece because it made the most of the fact that there were CGI cats and mm. dancing around and, and leading up to a Staircase. So I thought this actually kind of makes sense. And of course, Idris Elba is just, is a legend and he does, he does a good job, I think. Yeah. So McCavity and that song are my favourites. See,
3: um, did you like how every time he teleports out, he goes McCavity? <laughs> <laughs> it's either
1: he says McCavity or he says ineffable, which is something I think the guys on the Worst Idea of All Time podcast noticed after watching it seven times in a week that the word ineffable is used like three or four times in the film. <laughs> Just for no reason. For no reason. Like <laughs> why? They they hypothesised that Angeloid Weber like just saw that word in the morning writing.
3: Word of the day: toilet paper. And I agree.
1: Yeah, just like oh, ineffable. Yeah, all right. But it's like the guy away. in um, what's that film with the Dread Pirate Roberts? Yes, yeah, the inconceivable. Yeah, he just he just found a word and he's like, I need to say this word. Yeah, exactly. It's that kind of vibe. It's and just. It, it,
0: in up my toy like, you don't know what this word means, do you? You just keep on saying it. You just you don't know what you say. You're just saying this word.
2: I did want to ask something. Do we think this is the end for Tom Hooper? Because obviously prior to this he was Oscar winning and drawing in the crowds and I mean this is interesting that if you if you kind of look at his films where he was kind of a director and then he moved on to being kind of a, a writer and director. In this he's mm. writer, director and producer, which Probably should say that maybe he shouldn't have taken all of these three things on, quite possibly.
0: I'd I'd be surprised because he's won two Oscars for two previous films and he's had a fair crack at this whip which is nonsense a nonsense go anyway. And I think people have failed harder and come back stronger. I'd be I'd be very surprised if this is the last we see of Tom
3: Hooper. I, know. I I I think he's a, a bit of a fraud. I'm I I'm not really a, a big Tom Hooper fan. His first film, The Damned United, is probably his best uh, with Michael Sheen. Mm. Uh, Damned United
0: is a great film, yeah. And
3: then he did The King's Speech and uh, Les Mis and The Danish Girl, which is a film that doesn't exist. Mm. Uh, the Danish Girl as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, and, it
2: feels like he's kind of been lucky with scripts a little bit in that.
0: I mean if you look at Ridley Scott. For example, the amount of times people just gone, dude, what the hell are you doing? And then suddenly it's come out with a banger again. And you're just like, okay, do your thing.
1: One in one every five will be worth it, maybe. <laughs>
2: I don't think Ridley's done level Cats, though, has he?
1: What was that one? The Counselor. Was that one? I remember that. <laughs> that <laughs> wasn't, was wasn't thought to be a, like, a career-ending
3: film.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, Tom Hooper no, has d- no
3: d- film in I- production I- at the moment. So Cats came out 2019. <laughs> We're recording this in 2022. Three years of silence from Tom. There has been a pandemic, though, so maybe he's writing. F- I don't know. One of my
0: favorite memes that
3: came out um,
0: during the pandemic was the, there's a timeline, and then there's like an arrow pointed to when the date time came out. Uh, the cats came out, and then like every shit going wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so
1: <laughs> it's like the, there's a web comic I saw that was like, "Did you ever think that you went to saw cats in the cinema, and then someone just poured concrete into the cinema, and that's where you've been ever since?" <laughs> and I think about that all, all the time yeah same thing but i think yeah tom hooper i mean from what i've seen on you know some imdb trivia bits about some of his films he's apparently not very easy to work with and i think that's always like fine if people are making or not fine obviously no one wants that in the film industry Mm. but behind the scenes they they sort of give people a pass they give you know, difficult directors are passed if the films make money or yeah. make, which is you know one of the worst things about Hollywood and has you know prolonged a lot of terrible people's careers. But if you make something that is like utterly terrible and you're also terrible to work with, mm. I think that's it.
0: Yeah, I think the rumours I've had, I've heard working with Tom Hooper aren't the best as well, mm. and I, I echo what you say. Uh, but then there's also the the machine of Hollywood, and it's, and it's like. Up until now he's made films that won people oscars Mm. and the damn united if that's his best one and didn't win people oscars it still had stephen graham and michael sheen in it and Mm. was is dear to a lot of people's hearts um so i just yeah, the the fact polanski is still making films the fact that woody allen's still making films yeah that's why as much as i'd prefer horrible people not to make films i don't think this will be the end of him just, no, just 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 in honesty um
3: whatever his next film is though it'll get to say from the director of cats
2: yes. <laughs> i don't know it's an interesting one if you if you were a, an actor and you got the call and you got sent woof, you'd be like that guy made cats <laughs> i could end up with the digital bomb hole. like <laughs> do i want to go in with this
1: or they'll be like oh it's from the director of cats
3: it could happen. <laughs> that's true. That's true. I mean, could maybe happen. maybe he'll do the room too, or maybe he'll be resigned to doing those kind of like pivot from the prestige picture into you know these very knowing, self aware movies. You know, mm. uh, maybe maybe he's having uh, an epiphany right now whilst we're recording, which is why there's nothing on his uh, upcoming slate, uh, and he's rebranding himself as the fun <laughs> guy. <laughs> yeah, sort of play. He's going to pivot to
1: like disaster movie two. <laughs>
3: Would oh, watch, yeah, yeah, three. big, yeah, big, watch, uh, films with big monsters in or something, uh, giant shark movies, ah, musical <laughs> movie. <It's... laughs> well, guys, I, I think it's
0: time to head to the scores.
3: I'm Sam Clements, host of the 90 Minutes or Less Film Festival, another podcast in the Stripped Media family, a podcast that celebrates movies under 90 minutes long. Each episode, I'm joined by a special guest who selects a movie to join our prestigious lineup. Past guests have included fellow Stripped Media family members Martin and Sam from Song by Song and Kobe from Flixwatcher and Dave from The Wire Stripped. Search for us now on the app you're currently listening to this podcast or join us at 90minfilmfest.com.
2: Welcome to the Flixwatcher scores. All of our scores are out of five. I really don't know how you're going to rate this. Um, you may have decimal places if you wish. And we'll start with you, please, Josh, with your recommendability.
1: Uh, five. <laughs> like, I think everyone needs to see this film at least once. I think, you know, like seeing is believing and you will not believe... What is it? Was it the Superman tagline? Like, you won't believe a man can fly or something? Like, you won't believe a cat can be this fucking
3: terrible. Like, you just won't.
1: won't. Uh,
3: Sam? Recommendability. I mean, I guess, yeah, is it a five? It probably is a five to recommend it for that same reason. Like, you have to see cats because I had to watch cats. So everybody else needs to watch cats. (laughs) Um,
1: That's why it's
3: like the ring. I also think whilst it's not... Well, yeah, I I think regardless, like it goes down really well. I find this film very easy to watch. Watched it multiple times, so if you, yeah, great way to spend an hour and fifty minutes. <laughs> an hour and fifty minutes, <laughs> Helen.
2: I mean, it's not the worst film I've seen by like a long way. Like it's quite, it's 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 pretty entertaining, and it's not that long either. Like it is a little bit longer than probably it needs to be. Mm. It's just such a strange film that even if you've seen the trailer. I don't think that even prepares you for for what's going ahead. Um,
0: did you think the trailer? Because people came out with the claws in there for the trailer, and obviously that probably sank its its chances of scoring big in the first week. But was it was it unfairly unfairly maligned based on the trailer?
3: It, but what they did with this film is they shot it in secrecy, and they weren't releasing any footage of the cats until that first trailer dropped. So the film was in production Hmm. for years. They kept the cats a secret. And I think it was not what people were expecting or it looked kind of goofy. It sort of captured the imagination. Uh, Recommendability, Helen.
2: I really don't know how to answer this. (laughs) Go on, five. Like, you have to see it. Like, I don't think we've even come close to explaining it. No. You just have to see it. If someone said to me... What's on Netflix that's new? I'd say, Have you seen cats? Mm. <laughs> and they would say, No, because it looks mental. Should I watch it? Yes.
0: <laughs> um, I'm not going to go for five because I'm not an insane like <laughs> the rest of you guys. Um, but I, I'll be going higher than I anticipated before, before pressing play. Um, incidentally, Netflix gave this a match for me of 67%, um, which is not right, <laughs> but um. I'm gonna go for 4.5 because like like everyone else has said i there was no way on earth i was going to pay to see cats mm. um but now it's on netflix it's like yeah i'll press play on it and see what it looks like because i've seen worse films and i will re-watch worse films this isn't the worst one but also it's not a great film by any imaginations but guys it's stonkingly unique so watch it and make your own choice um repeating score josh you and i'm going to be quite high in this i believe
1: yeah it's pretty high i mean Similar to Sam, I think I've watched this on average like once every six months since it came out, (laughs) I think. I just love going back to it. And I remember last Christmas, the covid Christmas, I was supposed to be going home and I had it all planned out. I was going to buy a copy of Cats on Blu-ray for my brother, for my mum, for my dad, so that we would have to watch it and i wasn't able to go home and that broke my heart but this christmas i went home and forced him to watch it and that was <laughs> that was perfect and then a month later i'm watching it again and i could still i could still do it i could still <laughs> i could still get involved so it's pretty high i'm not going to say it's a 5 because it was as much as i could still get involved this viewing three weeks after the last one it did it it was trying it was trying so i'd say yeah it's about a
3: 4.2 sam 4.2 okay uh i just want to give it five (laughs) i've watched this film so many (laughs) times like it's become one of my most watched movies and it only came out in 2019 like i'm gonna keep watching this film far too many times it's it's just a fun time with pals like I've done Netflix parties when you you sort of watch it with the chat on the side window it's it's mm. really good fun and I think one of the victims of the, uh, the 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 film going sort of pandemic was the Prince Charles cinema had to cancel their sing-along screening of cats because it was in April 2020. So, and I think until I get the sing-along screening of Cats out of my system, whenever the Prince Charles decides to reschedule it, I'm going to keep rewatching it at home, just hoping, you know, for a, for a bit more of that big screen fun uh, that is to have with Cats. But yeah, I could happily watch this film again now. Should we Should we just go and watch Cats? Uh, not for me. <laughs> Helen. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Tempted. Uh, I probably am going to watch this again, I think. Just think I probably will. Uh, probably not... <sighs> I kind of want to watch it with more people and, and see how they react. And I'm also kind of like intrigued by this sing-along that may happen in public sometime soon. Um, so I'm going to give it a three.
0: Okay. I'm going to go for, I can't think I'll maybe watch it again, but not often. I'm going to go for a one small screen <laughs> score, Josh.
1: Yeah. This is where I feel it gets let down. I'd say it's about a three because, you know, I went to see it in the cinema. I'm it all, eternally all gr- um, jealous sam that i didn't get to see the press screening that i remember i remember that day so vividly when when all the film twitter journals came out and were just tweeting about like i have just seen the worst film you will ever see and then it was like two days later they updated it so that you know the version i saw was the new one and i've always wanted to see the old one but you know on on the big screen you could spot every weird little thing going on in the background like Mr. Mistopheles' sleeves disappearing into his skin or like people's faces shifting around their head etc mm. whereas on the small screen like it's good but you just you really have to pay attention to see those weird you little have to pay things. attention to the weirdness yeah exactly okay. which you wouldn't have to do on a big screen and also the sound isn't ever quite as good um, so yeah maybe about 2.5 Sam
3: Yeah, it's not. It is better on the big screen. And I love watching films at home. I I watch most of my films at home, I suppose. But Cats is made for the cinema. It's made for a big audience. Mm -hmm. And and, and I guess the communal watch, which has been hard to do in pandemic times, but it's a free for me for the small screen because I've watched it more at home than I did. At the cinema now yeah but uh, and i'll keep watching it at home there's no 4k blu-ray of this i know i mean i love my netflix but i do <laughs> want to sort of get the premiere home ent version of it and there's only a blu-ray only a standard blu-ray um i can't fully appreciate the digital fur technology with uh, without the 4k love so uh, yeah i'll keep watching it at home again until the 4k is, is is there but um yeah i don't know i think if you do have to watch this at home try and watch it with a few people because it is more fun as a as a crowd watch yeah uh helen
2: yeah i'm with the same same with you sam i'm going to go for a three and i think if next time watching it again i'd want to see it at least with people ideally in kind of a cinema of like minded cats
0: uh so what was your score sorry
2: three please
0: three um i'm gonna give it a four i think i can't imagine watching it in the in the big screen or paying for it at least maybe if it was at a festival and it, it was on to pass the time before i don't know Prodigy came on. Makes no sense. Uh, engagement
1: score, Josh. It's declined on each repeat viewing. Like this, this attempt took me, I would say, four viewings of just getting about half an hour through, being like, okay, I can't, I can't. I've got other things to do. I need to, and then coming back to it. Whereas the first few times, I just had to sit there and just watch it and let it wash over me. Um. So yeah, I say a three.
3: Oh, I, I, it's a it's a four. I I I don't know. I, I can't imagine doing anything else while watching cats. Like cats is on. <laughs> or pausing it oh my god (laughs) Um, i do think like because it is bad it's a bad film it's badly made in every single way but i can't take my eyes off of it the songs aren't very good either but the staging is wild and I'm just all about watching this like i don't want to listen to the soundtrack Mm. but i do want to watch cats uh helen
2: it's kind of one of those films that you can't quite take your eyes off it because you just have no idea what's coming next but at the same time you could easily just stop it and that'll be fine and never go back to it. <laughs> uh, so a three. Oh,
0: my God, it's going to get quite a high score. Um, <laughs> yes. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to go for a three because I was, was doing that thing where I kind of thought, well, I can just lie on the sofa and play games on my phone whilst watching Cats. And you can't really because you just miss all the nonsense. So you have to be spite of yourself almost like um, a clockwork orange, really. You need to have your eyes... <laughs> opened and someone administering some 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 liquid there to keep stop your eyes from drying out against your own against your own better judgment. Mm. Uh, so I'm going yeah I give it a three and that gives an overall score of 3.63750 which is way higher honestly than I thought it was going to be and um wow honestly I, honestly, I thought I'm it might have been
2: a contender with like B movie for the bottom but obviously <laughs> <Yeah>. not
1: <laughs> finally some justice for cats one thing I forgot to mention, actually, on Rewatchability is, like, sure. always forget that Ray Winston is in this film yes. every I did, single time. And then he I shows up. I didn't know up. he was in it. I did not know he was in it. Um, just uh, incredible.
0: He must have he had half a day. Oh, absolutely. He's just, like,
1: <laughs> when he hisses, it's nightmarish. And that's the other thing. Sorry, I know we've basically stopped talking about it, but I wanted just one more. Ian McKellen. Mm is again doing unparalleled work in this. If we're talking about who is best embodying a cat, I don't think anyone asked him to lick that saucer of milk yeah. like when Mr. Mistopolis no, I, was coming in. I was wondering that. I was wondering
0: that. Just, Tom. I can't imagine Tom Hooper saying, you've played some of the most <laughs> fantastic characters in cinematic history. Mm. Now imagine you're a cat here's a saucer. Just go lick it. Go hog wild. <laughs>
2: just go, go creepy that scene. saucer.
0: Lick that saucer, Sir Ian McKellen. Sir Ian McKellen. <laughs> but Ian McKellen's next to a, a saucer and just thinks, yeah, that's what cats do, and that's part of his acting training. So he's just gone and licked it. That's so I can't imagine Tom Hooper directing him to lick that
1: cat, that <laughs> saucer. No, you can't write those moments. You can't right. write those.
0: <laughs> okay, guys, do follow us on Twitter. Everyone who's listening, because um, well, of course, it's great to, and we put a shout out before recording, and you could you too can have your your thoughts read out by one of the guests on the show. We put out tweets like this. We're reviewing Cats with Paps B and Sam underscore Chemitz from 90 Minutes Film Fest. Have you seen it? Tell us your thoughts and your score out of five stars from on Air shout out on FlixWatcher." Uh, we had one official review and one person just copied their previous review of it and posted it in there. Uh, Josh, do you see that?
1: Do you see any of these reviews? Uh from David Trumbull, a one star film that should have been a five star animation. Quite a few people like that. Um, I don't
0: I still don't know. I think the problem is the the musical isn't that good. Um, So I I don't know what could have made it
1: good. That's that, And yeah, I also agree with your earlier point about the dancing. Like I just, if it was full animation, the dancing would have had absolutely nothing because at least at this point you can think the dancers are robbed, but at least someone's Mm. dancing. It would have just been mocap surely or something like even worse. Anyway, Uh, Sam, do you want to take the, the last one?
3: Yes, so at Last Scene Film uh, posted a very thoughtful write-up. I thought, Cats 2019, the secret life of pets meets the island of Dr. Moreau, and with a similar bizarre <laughs> internal logic to the Cars franchise. One out of ten.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> guys thank you very much for joining us can you just sign off quickly by telling us where we can find you online and we'll say goodbye to the listeners
1: i've been josh and you can find me on twitter instagram uh at p-a-p-s-b-y at p-a-p-s-b-y that's at papsby um (laughs) rhymes with gatsby (laughs)
0: yeah it sounds like you just made it up now you just realized that now uh
3: (laughs) sam I've been Sam Clements. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Sam underscore Clements and you can listen to me talking about under 90 minute films at the 90 Min Film Fest wherever you're listening to this podcast. Just type 90 Min Film Fest in and uh, and, and sadly Cats is over 90 minutes so we will never talk about it on that show. Uh, and if you enjoy the work of Nancy Myers yeah. uh, especially uh, her film The Holiday do check out The Holiday Season.
0: <laughs> Cheers guys. It's been an absolute pleasure talking about Cats. Thank Thanks. you Keith, so Thanks much. Thanks for
2: coming on. Bye. Thanks
3: for watching Cats for us. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> Enjoyed this episode of FlixWatcher podcast? Why not leave us a five-star review on iTunes? You can also follow us at Flix Watcher pod on Twitter, and we're at FlixWatcher on Instagram.